Hi, me Kimba, radio broadcast, episode six, Can't Fight the Seether, in these musical shares. This is courtesy of what I call a requestion from a former colleague, Aaron. Hi. Which interview did you go into thinking would be a challenge for whatever reason? It turned out amazing. So that was episode five. And then inversely, who did you think would be easy to interview? And it ended up not going as expected. So this episode is answering the second part of that question. Uh, who did I think would be easy to interview? And it didn't go as expected. Well, two bands immediately came to mind. And here's the thing about interviewing bands or anyone on the radio. As the DJ, the host, it is your show. You are behind the wheel. You need to make sure you keep the metaphorical vehicle under control. You can't let it get away from you. You are responsible for where it goes, how long it takes to get there, what route you take. And if you screw this up, you can crash badly. However, the variables are in the passengers because you're doing your thing and you you think you know what you've got everything under control. But if they're fighting in the back seat or... <laughs> throwing stuff at you or putting their hands over your eyes when you're trying to see where you're going. It gets interesting. And two things that are the worst when it comes to interviewing musicians that I think just happenstance makes it so if they are hungry, or if they are tired, and I was lucky enough to have both. I have edited the interviews solely in the interest of, of time, I took out some stuff that was dated and, and doesn't really alter the tone of set interviews. I thought Veruca Salt would be a fun, awesome interview because female rock DJs, rare, especially at the time. Female-led rock band, rare, still. And the interview was medium rare. <laughs> no, listening back to it now over 20 years later, it sounds like we had fun. It really doesn't sound super horrible, but they came in hungry, hangry. Louise was specifically hangry. And I was hanging on to the steering wheel for dear life. Veruca Salt, hello, Nina. Hello, Louise. Hello. hello. It, we, we have decided it's like... Someone's cell phone's hello. ringing already. It's that other That's embarrassing. Lady. Oh, just Michelle. answer say, hi, we're on the air with Veruca Salt. So I guess what I should do first and foremost is give the, since I said who you were, give the, the quick like quick bio, the story of the band, because it's like out of Chicago. The actress, Lily Taylor, introduced the two of you? Yes. Was it in Correct. Chicago? Is that like a New Correct. Year's Eve party in Chicago? And then you guys realized you were two of the best squealers on the planet. That little... I, squealers, I, you meaning in the guitar? Squealers, no. I mean in every way. And Hopefully I mean it in a good squealers. way. You mean it in a good way? Oh, of course. That, that. I can't, I can't even reach that kind of octave. <laughs> Usually I think of pig squealing when I think of the word squeal. Well, squeal no. like a well, pig. We need to... You sound like you've said that before. Have. <laughs> I bet you have. Okay, you form a band and it's like, I don't know how many months later, not too many months later, and you get the bassist by the name of Steve. Mm -hmm. And then your brother decides, Nina's brother decides, oh, okay, I'll play drum, sure. Yeah. And then like three live shows later, you're signed to the Chicago and Independent label there. And then you record American Thighs and then Geffen Records comes along and all of this happens like basically within a year and it's, well, spin me around and call me dizzy. Yeah. I wish you could just come on tour with us and tell people, like, every time we get interviewed, when people ask us, so how did the band meet? And you could just do I that just version of like it that. for us. Yeah. And I said it that fast because it actually happened that fast. For retrospect, it was nothing but a blessing. Amen. <laughs> American Thighs is the uh, CD that has Seether on it. 
that. Doing I can't this do so it. I end up going, Wah! like I do that, but I don't do anything <laughs> you do. I like that. Baruka Sultan. Question, when yeah. you sneeze, when you're about to sneeze, and somebody says sneeze, does that keep you from sneezing? Yes, it does. It does? It's See, called I, sneezes interruptus. I didn't know that. <laughs> I never <laughs> knew that. Louise gets mad at me when I say it, and I think it's just going to help her sneeze. Like, I'm just oh, emphasizing no. the sneeze no. for her. Totally, totally curtails sorry, the sneeze. I didn't know that, and I apologize, and I didn't think it was like sticking your finger in someone's mouth when they're yawning. This on top of that argument I just had with a guy outside. Louise is getting friend. cranky. It's making me cranky. It's a cranky day. But after we eat the Subway, no. that's coming our way. Ooh, I just plugged Subway. The name of the band is from, well, I call it Willy Wonka in the Chocolate I know, it's always written as Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Well, Factory, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory was the book, the original, written by Roald Dahl, and then Willy, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory was the name of so the I'm movie. So I'm the video girl then. Yeah, That's exactly. where I get that from. And the American Thighs, from what I understand, is from the ACDC song. I bought that. I, I read that somewhere, and I went, that works for me. That story's good <laughs> for me. I don't know if it's true, but I said, I'll believe it. Oh, sure. it's totally true. Are Knock, you, knocking me out with her American Thighs. Yeah, are you just big, uh, big fans of that lyric or big fans of the band? Both. Both. But you know, the most offensive thing is when we go to Europe, when, when we first toured in Europe on American Thighs, the French were so rude about the album title. Do you remember we did that interview? And they were like, American Thighs, what are the big, bulbous, horrible, cellulite-ridden thighs? You know, they're like saying, well, American Thighs are big, fat, ugly thighs. And we're just like... They are force thick, not yeah. way for thin. We can't all be right. like you, France. Yeah, but there's also something to that, like <laughs> the fact that there is... There is there are a lot of people in America, and everyone else from around the world is shocked when they come over here, and, and they always end up saying, wow, a lot of people are really fat. A lot of people are really heavy in America. Because we eat McDonald's and, and Subway of, all the time. I was just right, going to say, exactly. bring these women some food, would you? But, but there's a beauty in that, too. That's part of our culture. And I think that, that there's something really sexy about big women. And so sort of, it wasn't, it's sort of just about, like... Reappropriating our fat bottom girls, you make my rocking world go. And when you around. think about it, you got the fat bottom girls and the American thighs. Both of those bands who wrote those lyrics aren't even from America, so I don't know where they're coming from. I know the latest release is called Eight Arms to Hold You, and it was in recorded in Hawaii. So do you have any nice Hawaiian punch stories? Uh, Hawaiian punch. Did you come on. did you get to meet Don Ho? Uh, didn't meet Don Ho. <laughs> no, we almost met him in Vegas. Did drink though. a lot of pina coladas. Did Did you get a lay? Did get when didn't, you when you get off the plane? Get did, get laid. did get laid. We did. We um we had a glorious time in Maui. We were gonna. Yeah. I do love the French. Actually, I didn't mean to diss my froggy friends. That's and the really new terrible. the new guy, Stacy. The new guy. He's no longer the new guy. He's actually been in our band. Tomorrow it will have been a year Woo! exactly since Happy we we asked really? him to join the band. Tomorrow? Yep. And, and actually, for you, that is a long time because it was a year when all that stuff happened to you to begin with. So actually, a year in the band is... A, a year in the life of Rukasa is a is substantial the, amount of time. We've been together is. for about four years. <gasps> Thank you. Oh, my God. They're double sand. They're huge ones. Oh, my God. Look how huge this is. I know. He got a double one just to be safe. <laughs> it's a party. We're hanging with Veruca Salt. They're doing a little eating. So I got to talk until they swallow and finish chewing. I, and they're in... I have swallowed. Or like Ethel Merman would say. Beautiful. Thank you. All right, so now we've gone through, I think, just about the entire history, and we've gone all over the Veruca Salt map, and now we're at the You Are Here point with a big star on it. But it's not not a happy thing. But I'm going to bring it up anyway. It was in Entertainment Weekly. There was this recent... No, no, no. Okay. Next topic. Not true? Next topic. All right. Let's talk about the fact that last time we were in Miami, we played with Bush. It was our first show of our tour on this record, Eight Arms Told You, and we we sucked really bad. I hated that show. We hadn't played it. It was our first show with Stacy, our new drummer. We were totally under practiced, 
And um, now we've been on tour for six months, and I'm really psyched to play in Miami again. We're right in a frenzy right now in South Florida, by the way, because right now we are one game away from our Florida Marlins winning the World Series. Isn't that exciting? I really do hope that the Marlins win. I think it would be exciting. Okay. Dead air. We'll take it. Um, But wait, there was something I wanted to say. Oh, yeah, I used to come to Florida. I used to come to Miami all the time when I was a little kid because my grandmother lived here, of course, as many grandmothers do. And um, (laughs) It's a legal requirement. Uh, Yeah. And um, I was here like three times a year, always. Miami. I love it. And I'm wondering if certain places still exist, like um, does the Yumbrella still exist? Okay. Does um, 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 Pumpernick's still exist? Yeah? Mm, I guess this isn't exciting for anybody but myself. I'm really excited right now. Skipper Chuck still lives here. Mm. Serpentarium is no longer here. Serpentarium! (laughs) And then what about the Parrot Jungle? Parrot Jungle's here. I think it's moving soon. Did they have to close the Serpentarium because Cookie ate that ate that girl yeah. it was an alligator, <laughs> the alligator that ate, a, girl. That ate a, a small child well Cookie the crocodile <laughs> but I i'm sure that serpent- had some maybe like a little bit i love bit. the uh, serpentarium that well, was exciting no more and then i know they donated the big outside they had this huge cobra like statue outside of the front and they decided to donate it to a high school i guess that was their their team mascot type thing and oh, okay. uh, en route it just like kind of <laughs> crumbled in the middle of the what road what about the seaquarium still here oh good Mm-hmm. Castle Park? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. These are all things that were very exciting when you're a little kid coming on vacation to Miami. And we get to see them later on this evening. We're very excited about that. Thank you very much for being here. You're very welcome. Got a little estrus posse going on today. Couldn't be happier. That was Veruca Salt from 1997. And the Florida Marlins, now the Miami Marlins, won that World Series. Huzzah! By the way, the question for which they cut me off, and I don't really blame them, but it had just happened... And I kind of wish he would have said something. Louise had been dating Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters, and the lyrics for Everlong were said to be inspired by their relationship and or his first wife, depending on what you read and who you ask. Um, she was dating Louise was dating him at the time, and she even sings the background on it. Um, they had not such a great breakup, and the story was that I was referring to that um, she went up out on stage, inebriated, and said that. David left her for Winona Ryder. <laughs> and as you heard, she didn't want to address it at all. But at least I had waited till she had some food before I had asked. I take a picture with every band I have ever interviewed. I do not have a picture with Veruca Salt. I, I still love them. Years later, I hosted an acoustic session with Louise Solo. And she was nice as can be, but I don't even have a picture from that. I It's really interesting that there's no photographic evidence of our meeting. But uh, the next band that I thought would be fine. And in this case, because thus far, every other band I've interviewed was fine. Because this was a little before the Baruga Salon Everclear. I interviewed them twice. And the first one, I'm not sure of hunger or sleep status But the second one, they had just woken up. Here's trial by fire number one. This is tax day in 1996. And also keep in mind, in 96, the internet existed, but it was not prominent with respect to, you still had to go old school to research. Like Google search didn't even exist until 97. So a lot of information comes from the record company bios and the magazine articles you read. So you don't want to assume everything and you don't want to just 
stick because everybody gets the record company stuff. So you're asking the same questions over and over. So you, you got to have questions. But here goes. This is interview one with Everclear. Everclear with Hagfish and Menthol to the edge this very evening. And I just happen to have Everclear in the studio with me. There's Art, Craig, and Greg. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. I got to work on that. Yeah. And from what I hear, it's your first time in Florida. From what you just told me moments ago. No. It's oh, first, time first time in Miami. Well, that's what I consider Southern Florida. Florida. South oh, Florida, Miami, oh. Fort Lauderdale. We, we kind of just cut ourselves off from the rest of the peninsula. Uh, we see how you are. We see how you are. We know how you are. So it's your first time officially in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Yes, it is. Dade Broward County it's area. Hot. It's beautiful. It's, it's sassy. It's only, it's only just begun to get hot. Mm, I know. We're here at the right time. <laughs> yes, you are, because it's going to get nasty, disgusting. You should go back in the winter, though. It's very nice, actually. Yeah. It's only about 80 then. But that's when everybody's down here, <laughs> right? Spending those big tourist dollars. And driving slow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ethel, is that our off-ramp? <laughs> I don't know. I'm the clap dad to win. I don't know. I'm thinking you've been here now. You're, that's, that's exactly what it's like. You's from Portland? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, I've heard the proper pronunciation is Oregon, but a lot of us... It's like Oregon. <laughs> if it was Oregon, there'd be an E on the end of it. Being that it's in the same area geographically as the Seattle area, do you find that there's any kind of pressure for that to sound a certain way? Or do people automatically think because you're from that region? Just that radio people. Just radio. Oh, now come on. <laughs> no, I'm serious. The only people that bring that question up is radio oh, man, people. Cold. It's so true, cold. brother. Uh, well, I'm cold. just, I'm just cold. Cold. We're the idiot. Pretty, well. Sound just like Pearl Jam, yeah. <laughs> Kids don't. You know, the people that buy the music don't confuse it. So, <laughs> Okay. Everclear, who happened to be here? Probably never again, but we're here now. <laughs> oh, you're not coming back? Well, you guys won't want us back. We're being stupid. Oh, are you kidding? No, stupidity yeah. is my middle name. It is? <laughs> Kimba, Kimba Stupidity Kimba. Uh, <laughs> oh, you don't go by your last name, huh? No, it's Idiot. Kimba it's Stupidity idiot. idiot. So you're right at home, really. Do you come from a long line of idiots? <laughs> I sure do. Are they of the, the, the Miami idiots? <laughs> Miami idiots, way, way back when, they came from, I believe, the Pittsburgh area. So they were the Pittsburgh idiots. A lot of East Coast people down here. I haven't mm -hmm. met anyone from Miami, I don't think, since I've been here. I'm a native. Are you born here? I'm born here. You know what? So am I. I'm well, not from Miami. <laughs> Jacksonville. But she doesn't even consider that Florida. Oh, that's yes, true. I do. Come on. I was you being an idiot. Oh, I was being an idiot back then. <laughs> Tag, you're it. <laughs> A lot of articles about years and years of badness Bad. from one art man. I don't know if it was badness. It was, um, I was lost. I was a lost little lamb finding my way. Bad, bad, bad. See, bad. Um, Good. I've been clean for a long time. I don't know. I'm sick of the whole thing. I mean, it's been, my whole past has been talked about. And well, of course, the only reason I brought that up was because I'm a DJ. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and your last name's Idiot. And my DJ last name's Idiot. And my middle name's Stupidity. And and I could be wrong. And please. You're wrong. Tell me. <laughs> the lyrical seeds were sprouted from some youth type nope, thing. It has nothing to do with it. See, oh. it has nothing to do with anything. All I know is what I've been reading because you wouldn't come down to South Florida. So now you're finally here. Oh, you could set the record no. straight. No one ever asked us, no ever miss. Asked. I did. I called. You didn't call. <laughs> you never write back. <laughs> you never call. You never write. <laughs> I give you the 800 number and you never call me. <laughs> so I'm a clip. I can't talk. So here it is. You're here. It's now. Woo! That was cool. Anyway, um... <laughs>
<laughs> I guess I'm excited. I guess you are. What was the question? Yes, I love Santa Monica. The song is is basically a song about um as you get older in life um going through any kind of crisis whatever it is and you know um or or a hard time a breakup losing a job whatever um having your you know this is a song about getting back you know as you get older and you get in your late twenties and thirties you you. Um, you want to get back sometimes to like comfort zone, go to mom's house, eat some comfort food, whatever, just drive around the old neighborhood and just, you can't ever go home and you realize that, but you get back to familiar places and familiar faces and, and it helps you deal with, with it. It's ever clear in the studio with me. They're from Oregon. Uh, they, I have been clarified. And you, you have, you have <laughs> been ever clarified, baby. Right. You got the, you got the low down dope on that. I'm, I'm glad I could be your punching bag today. That's what That's I'm here okay. for. Abuse, you started it. Abuse me. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Kimba. You little white lion. That was Everclear from Tax Day 1996. And if you can't hear me hanging on for dear life, the interview itself was quite taxing. These guys were tough, not because they would correct me on almost everything, <laughs> but how they were doing it. It was kind of like they had to put Radio Girl in her place. And, you know, they probably did it to every DJ they went and saw. Who knows? Uh, I think I held my own, but I'm not sure if some of it was necessary. Then apparently, when they came back two years later, the memory remained. This is March 3rd, 1998 with Everclear. Okay, we got about 10 seconds. Oh, my Lord. That's a good question. <laughs> I'm nervous. Please put your tray tables up. Have your seats in the upright position. Yeah, coming in for a landing. Turn off all it's going to be a hard one. Devices. My name is Kimba, and with me is Everclear. Hello. Hello, Kimba. We have Art. Steering guitarist. We have Craig, the bassist. We have uh, Greg, the drummer. We have Steve, who is also the guitarist and hanger on. And hanger on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try Gadfly. Try try personal personal tormenting beast. Very very happy to have you back for a sold out show, no less. The cameo yeah. tonight with uh, Feeder and Jimmy's Chicken Shack. Yeah. Yay! It's been our favorite tour, I think. It's it's good to be here. And, I'm, and we arranged for this, as I said earlier, this perfect day for you. Weather. You know, hardly any clouds, a little sun, a little coolness to the air. Because mm -hmm. we wanted you to have a good time and a sold-out show, and now we have both. Yay! I you're, you're too good to us. I, I can't help it. You I love had such us a nice time the last time you visited. I we wanted did. to make this extra special for we you. Had a... yeah, even in the pike position, <laughs> a point three degree of difficulty, but I pulled it off. <laughs> so what? Yeah, exactly. Is that a sexual... Um... Playing with you, because, you know, we just woke up, so... We uh, you just stuff put just... your rock voice on. You didn't have that rock voice on a minute ago. What I happened? didn't have that rock voice. I was talking like this to the guys, and all of a sudden, I went on the radio, <laughs> I, and okay, I started I talking. Go on that there. 10 seconds. Hey, hey how's it going? When Whenever I say pike position, I automatically get this voice. Okay. The new CD, So Much for the Afterglow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I have really, this time, been smacked upside the head lyrically. Doesn't I mean, that hurt? Ow. But in a good kind of way. It was a good kind of pain. <laughs> but enough about you. What about you? Right? <laughs> enough about me. What about me? That's right. Um, You're enjoying doing the videos much more now? Well, because we're much more. I, I directed the first one and very adamant about casting, creativity. And we said that to our, and I'm probably going to direct the next one for the next single. Control oriented on this stuff and it seems to pay off because it's portraying the band in the way we want to be portrayed well pretty much and, yeah and it's portraying the images of the songs that we want to portray and the the first video for everything to everyone was actually we did one for almost three times the money that the that the one that made it to mtv and was like you know number one on mtv for a couple of weeks um 
before it made it, we used a famous director, and it was horrible. We trashed it. The label hated it. Management hated it. We hated it. Everyone hated it. Do you have to do that kind of thing at first? Are you in a position where sometimes you kind of have to listen to what other people say, and then once you work your way up to, say, where you are now, is that is that more of the reason why you can call the shots now and you can say, well, I'm directing it and no, I want to decide? Or I think it was just us not knowing what we were doing. Okay. And, and I, I've always been tried to be involved with it, but I've always, like, give, given in to other people, hey, you're a professional, you do this, I'm going to... We just weren't being portrayed... People didn't really get it. It's like, I don't think Everclear music is that difficult, but it's like producing it. The times that I've ever used outside influence just for like demos or stuff. It's wisdom. I think, I don't it's know experience. if it's wisdom, well, it's but it's like from... the older you get, you get more intuitive. You learn not to get burned twice, you know? It's like relationships, anything. You learn, I don't want to go back through this again. I'm not doing this again. No offense to you. You're nice and up. I ain't doing this again. <laughs> it's, it's wisdom. Just like, That's exactly it yeah, is. Yeah, I think it really it's is. learned the hard way. Baptism by fire. Personal lyrics. That a lot of the lyrics that you write are personal. However, you would not put them on a record if you didn't feel that they were relatable as well. You just don't go write about your life and... This is my life. Love me. Yeah. No, actually, actually, no, that's kind of, you kind of got that backwards a little bit. Most of the lyrics are not autobiographical by nature. They do, they are personal. They're very personal, but just because something's personal doesn't mean it happened verbatim. There are a couple of autobiographical songs that even then have artistic license. I can do that because I'm a writer. Proving you know, once again that I am Bass Ackwards. That's right. As usual. That's okay. But but you, know. you are by the way listening to Art from Everclear. The rest of the band is here. Say hi boys. <laughs> yeah, hey. they, just, they fell back asleep. <laughs> they think Art and I are conversation stimulating. I've got to get my, yeah. my legs whacked. Everclear, a sold out show tonight at the Cameo Theater. <laughs> I thought you worked that out. I know. I'm Enjoy. trying. I have an occluded front and I can't seem to get rid of it. <laughs> I don't even know what to I, say to that. I don't either. Don't, I, don't, just, I don't think it's that bad, personally. <laughs> I think it just depends on the top you wear. And, and my back's facing him. See, that tells you what that tells you, right? I think we've got So you material. come out, spark your loins, and then go do your thing. Spark Boy, you what? You are well, on I mean, a that's, kick. You're not getting much lately, are you? <laughs> I, mean, it's, it's, I wasn't going to go there, but... I, I, baby, well, that, I don't yeah, think you can mention the word loins. Loins without not, being... Yeah. Were you offering, or I mean, <laughs> since you mentioned it? Well, we have actually we have a little <laughs> seminar that travels with us. We we sometimes call it the Everclear Sexual Seminar, oh. and sometimes we call it the Road Crew. Yeah. It just depends on where you're at. <laughs> oh. at, at whatever all right, time. all right, all right. See there? I'm going to make it rain now for that one. Okay. All right then. Oh dear. Well, look at the time. Thanks yes. so much for stopping yeah. by. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Had to get one in, didn't you? <laughs> you started Craig, it. You started it. Steve, and I'll always win. Come on. Yeah. And Greg, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being oh, here, really. You know what she's going to say as soon as we're like, driving? We're listening that. to your station when we drive into town. So and don't, we'll turn around. We'll come, right, we'll come right back. I have to say this. You were just as ornery as I remember you the first time, and that's why I like you. We had you, fun. You, I know. That's what I'm saying. You're all blushing now. you got blood in your face. It's good. Forget the the band, me and you need to just go do, do the, the comedy thing. As you can hear, <laughs> the memory of the first interview stuck with me. And I've interviewed Art at least one time after that. And he was fine solo. I think that particular band, especially Art, is just acerbic by nature. And I don't think, again, when I'm listening back all these years later to both of those interviews. I don't think that they sound bad. I don't think they're horrible interviews, but I hope you pick up on the, there's a kind of manic energy 
that you don't hear in other interviews that they're kind of always jumping in and talking over each other and talking over me and and it was it was just this kind of manic and I'm just trying to hold on <laughs> and somehow keep control and I will tell you I do recall after the Virga Salt interview I got a lot of calls from listeners asking Kimba why were they being so mean to you so even though it doesn't really sound like they're being mean to me that vibe was definitely there. And I got a lot of calls after that interview asking why they were being the way they were being because they were hungry. Give the girls some food is what I'm saying. You know, I've had the good fortune to interview a slew of musicians and actors and actresses over 30 plus years. So many, in fact, that if I didn't have the recordings, I probably would not remember a good portion of them. At least the brain cells don't scream when they're jumping out. 99.9% of them went swimmingly. And these were just a couple of the tough ones, the ones where you're not expecting and all of a sudden you just gotta get on it. But hey, that which does not kill you ends up on your podcast. Thanks to Aaron for the question. If you have one, you can email it to me, kimbatyler at gmail.com. You can hit me up on social media. You can also see this cast and maybe there, send me a message, comment on youtube.com slash her Kimba. Thanks for being one of Kimba's herd. And thank you for listening to me, Kimba, radio broadcast, episode six, Can't Fight the Seether. And the Seether really was Louise. You are.